You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fregera. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. Welcome, everyone. My name is Tess Vergara, Soul Power Executive Coach, and I guide leaders, executives, and change makers to the shift from fear power to soul power so that they can fulfill their unique mark in the world. But think about that. How can you fulfill your unique mark in the world in this virus of lies and abuse of power? We are being brainwashed, <laughs> and people are losing their sense of self, their sense of hope. And it's a huge crime against humanity to keep people in fear, to keep people in stress, and to attack the human spirit. We just love, we just want to love one another. But there's a force, an invisible force, that we can no longer deny that is dumbing down human consciousness. And so I'm excited to have a friend of mine, fellow coach, and uh, she's going to help shed the light on what is going on. I've known our guest for a long time now, we are both trained uh, with uh, Tony Robbins. Chloe Madonna is a strategic intervention training for coaches, therapists, and psychologists. And so I'm grateful to her, especially around the time my neighborhood in Minneapolis was being torched to the ground. She was among the many who reached out and said prayers and made sure I was emotionally and spiritually supported. So thank you so much, Isabella, for that. And I have so many, I consider my earth angels, and she's one of them. Please welcome to Soul Power to the People podcast, Isabella Anima Mea. And Isabella, welcome. Thank you so much. It's an honor. And yes, I also consider you a very spiritual angel on this earth, and we're very blessed to have you. Oh, thank so you. I appreciate it. Please um, remind me and share with the listeners, what does anima mea mean? Yes, it's a Latin word meaning soul. So the reason why I chose it is because the soul is unseen. Latin is unused. <laughs> so it's unspoken, unseen. Unspoken and unseen. It's the yes. soul. Oh, how perfect. Yes. How it, it, yes. Okay, good. And so our topic today uh, is abuse of power. Are you ready to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's such a huge subject. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way I wanted to start, first of all, I'm a spiritual leader. And I had to be from the second I was conceived. <laughs> so yes. I find it interesting. And, you know, I never thought as hard about pro-life and pro-choice and my body, my choice. And it is one of the strangest things that it wouldn't be just common sense to teach children, first of all, in order to have sex, you would have to be old enough, mature enough. Like all of these things are out the window. And on top of that, that you could actually kill a living being in your body without a thought. And I never thought about it as much as now because when Donald Trump came into power and there were so many more people starting to think, you know, well, this is, this is a huge, you know, atrocity to 
human life. How could you decide just to kill, you know, a child? It's a child. No matter how you look at it, it's it's another being, another soul. Right. And and tell me, when we were talking yesterday, this is something that is very personal to you. Yes. Well, my childhood, you know, I, I had nightmares. I never had a dream when I was a child because my biological mother would tell me how much she tried to abort me when she conceived me. So, um... That would be, you know, basically my bedtime stories. So she would tell me constantly, you know, I tried so hard to abort you and I couldn't. And then I was terrified because all the things she did in order to abort me, she thought she damaged me. So when it was too late, she just kept going to the doctor to make sure that there was nothing strange about me. (laughs) But I'm more strange than you think now. (laughs) And, um... You know, this was just breaking my spirit. You know, you don't tell a child, wow, I tried so hard to abort you, but she always spoke about my three brothers that I was so careful when I was pregnant with them and, you know, I didn't want anything to happen to them. And it's um, typical of abuse. I was a girl. I was very unwanted by her. I was her competition for my father's affection. It was just a very disturbing, uh, I, I can't say upbringing because I grew in spite of what happened right. around and You me. existed, you, you came right. to life in spite of, and, and that's miracle by itself. Right. You know, it's interesting. I started studying it. When someone tries to abort a child, the baby actually moves away from any um, harm. So if you ever see it for yourself it's very sad when you look inside the baby literally is moving away from the object coming to harm it so it's 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 a living being it's it's conscious so i find it interesting not just that she also told me that i don't i didn't want to say who it is that someone came to her with a knife to her stomach while she was pregnant with me and said that he would kill the whore in her stomach <laughs> if she didn't give him what he wanted, which is, it, it was monetary. And I, I won't say who it is because it's, it's, an, it's another, but it was just constantly like that. As I, when I was a baby, I was a child. And that was how I was taught that I was this horrible being that, you know, I was a girl and I was dirty and I needed to be quiet. And everybody was miserable when I came around. And I'm a little tiny thing. You know, at four years old, I'm cleaning toilets and she's telling me to be quiet and just do as I'm told. So clearly it's a setup for getting abused by the world also. Right, right. And parallel that to what's going on in child sex trafficking, and this is why I'm so upset with the whole child sex trafficking, is how can our future the future of humanity be led by these children now when they're being terrorized when they're being raped sold off beaten i just can't imagine how with your story and how it destabilizes how it disempowers a human being from fully knowing who they are uh what was the journey like for you 
For me, it's a gift. I'll tell you why. Unfortunately, my whole life was abuse. I worked for, I mean, they had this huge business. I worked for free. I worked since I'm a little girl. I worked through my years. I always was top in everything I tried. I, cause I had to be perfect. I couldn't, I had to look perfect. I had to act perfectly. I had to make money better than anybody else. I had to be the perfect student and I did it. And no matter what I did, I was still this horrific person. So as since you go through this, you just think you're just this horrible human being and you're disgusting and you're, you know, but that was my gift because I'm happy that I was taken apart and separated from the rest of the family because I didn't end up committing the crimes. And when I got out of it, unfortunately, it was after the big awakening is when I got married. And unfortunately, all my children were severely abused. And I didn't find out until years after I got a divorce. And because they are crimes, first of all, that you cannot speak out, they are hidden and a child doesn't speak. And all those stories you hear are true. Because when my child did speak, it was the same thing. I'm going to kill you if you ever say anything. I'm going to kill your mother. I'm going to kill your brothers. There was severe abuse is, is what I'm going to tell you. Severe okay. abuse in the home. We did end up, you know, in, um, after the divorce, we did end up, once my children, my children started speaking, we did end up in uh, a big case. And nothing came of it because... Nothing came first, of it. Okay. The first thing that happens, even though I was years involved in years, our workers wanted punishment, but because I'm the mother and they're my children, automatically I'm the bad guy. Automatically they're not going to follow through with the case. And the, the workers were believed so much in the case and they opened so many cases, but he had money, he had power, I had nothing. So the reason why I don't tell my children's story exactly what happened is because it's their story to tell. But what happens is the reason why I'm telling you the personal story is because these things start in the home. It doesn't start on the street, if you can understand that. It is, unfortunately, and I want you to understand this, this is right now what we're dealing with is global abuse. Why? Because these cases get thrown out. Imagine if every time a father, an uncle, a grandfather, a grandmother, an aunt abused a child, it was taken seriously and they were punished. Would there be human trafficking? The numbers would be enormously cut down. Mm -hmm. yeah. But right from the beginning, you're a liar. You're, and, and it doesn't matter. The mother is the mother or whoever is the one to support the children is right. on trial. And right. automatically the perpetrator is going to tell you all kinds of stories in order to sway you away. Oh, now, what oh. I want to tell you is just like anything else, there's years and years like what we're seeing now years of brainwashing and years of control and he knows what he's doing the perpetrator you don't know and the last person to find out about the abuse believe it or not is the actual victim right 
Right, right. Okay, so right now, how many people know that the media and the government officials and all these organizations are actually the ones who are lying to us? How many people know and are aware that this is literally, honestly, a huge commercial? for the product that they're selling at a high price at the cost of the people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I shared an article um, and I'm scrolling through it right now that why is it that the perpetrator is free whereas the, the child is locked up in some facility to get their brain checked out? It's the, the, for calling out the perpetrator the victim is the one locked up in a mental institution. Why is that? It's not just locked up. It's evaluation after evaluation. It is, you know, I remember um, when I dealt with children and they'll look at me and say, wow, they asked me if this really happened and how did I know? Are they okay? And I told them because I was there. They make you, you know, you're a child already. You're very frail. So if they're asking you questions as if you're delusional already, they're already, they're the ones planting the seeds. You understand? They're literally planting seeds saying, well, how do you know that happened? The child just, you know, told you a very detailed story. What do you mean? How does he know it happened? How do you even ask a child such a question who is already been through the worst psychological, physical, or sexual abuse or all three? Is that something you ask any any victim, but especially a child? Mm -hmm. Think about it, because that's what they'll tell you. Did you ever mention this? Did you ever mention that? Why did you say this? That's how they interview people. Wow. So they're not on your side. You think, I'm going to be honest with you, when I went first, first of all, it, it, it hits you like a ton of bricks. But when you start talking to these people and they attack you, you're very confused. You're like, wait a minute. Didn't right, I come right. here for help? <laughs> right. But you literally are getting attacked. I've called organizations. I've helped other people who were abused. The reason why, and I deal with a lot of trauma, because what you realize is regardless of what happened and the way I literally had to build new boundaries, literally from the bottom up to create what is healthy, what is not healthy. And it has to be very clear, especially for children and especially if they went through something horrible. They're the most healthiest and the strongest children with the right treatment. With the right treatment. There is no one healthier or stronger, but they have to be validated. You have to calm down because I'm going to tell you, if it's a lie, which a child doesn't lie, but if it was a lie, let's make believe because that's what they tell you from the second you even mention such a thing. A lie comes out very quickly, especially something that's so enormous. But no one would ever tell such a lie that's that enormous. And especially because it's a taboo in our society. You're not allowed to mention that somebody did something to you. Yes or no, right? Like, oh my God, you're a horrible person. Somebody hurt you. You're a horrible person. 
How does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you have to teach children that there's nothing about them that caused something to happen to them. There's something wrong with someone who would hurt a child in any form. And you have to make sure that they understand that. So believe it or not, when I worked with therapists, the therapists were always in shock. They said, I've never met healthier children in my life. What did you do? I said, what I did is I let them say whatever they want, how they wanted, and act out whatever they wanted. And if there was something unhealthy, I would correct them and explain to them, this is what happened. This is what should happen. And this is what you will do. They're children that will be the movers, the shakers, and the biggest spirits you'll ever find in your life. But if you kick a child or any victim after they're victimized, of course, there's rage, there's anger, there's sadness. They'll turn to drugs. They'll turn to anything. They'll either completely, you know, take themselves out of society or they will destroy society. Right, right. You you have to validate them. And you have, and you know, if somebody was lying to me, and and I I've worked with people where they've oh nothing ever happened to me blah 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 I said that's fine and I let them speak and then once their guard is down and they realize I'm not here to attack you all of a sudden the floodgates come down and they'll say anything and everything that ever happened to them and they feel like they just woke up and 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 regain their soul regained our soul but, but this is what will happen to us if we can see these people are are making money off of our suffering. If you divide the people, you conquer the people. Right. And and something was just in the news lately where Biden reversed a nationwide ICE program focused on removing convicted sex offenders who are illegally present in the United States. What's the motivation? What what what's you know, that all about? I'm gonna tell you what the motivation is. And it, and it is you need chaos to control the people. You need fear to control the people. You have to think of, that's why I, I like to show the, the small you know, example, even though it's obviously a huge effect, let's say of a child that gets abused by their mother. What does she do all day to keep him in that box? So she has, she literally is every message in their brain. When they walk out the door, that voice is with them all day. When I was a child, that was the only voice in my head was my mother's. It was so loud and strong. And I was shaking all day. And I'm telling you as a child, I never had a dream. Never. Only darkness and fear. So until I got to the point where I could dream, it was so many years later. And they literally control every part. So if you're going to take, okay, now and people are scared now. Okay. Now all the illegals can come in. Now we're going to have to make more uh, concessions now. Oh, they need health care. This is all ways to get money from us who are working. This is, you know, taking your money and saying, oh, you have to have a heart for the illegals. What about the children in America that are born here that are getting abused? that are getting trafficked, 
that their parents can't afford to live. You know, the first thing I thought about in the lockdowns was these poor children that are going to have to stay home with abusive parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll have nowhere to go. That's why you see the suicide rate in children go up. Mm-hmm. You know, school was their outlet. They were able to get out. I never would go home. I loved going to school. I'd wake up five in the morning. I'd run to school. School wasn't great, but it was better than the house. These poor kids, they can't be with their friends. It's unnatural. And with a mask on, it it is so harmful. I mean, common sense, you wear a mask. You're literally breathing moisture. Doesn't that cause pneumonia? Mm -hmm. You, You keep breathing in your own moisture, your own toxins. What does that, who is that helping is what I want to understand. And if you're scared of somebody, step away from them. Yeah. So we're literally causing people to, to divide and conquer. Meaning I'm going to tell you there's this horrible virus and we know the numbers and we know there's not a horrible virus. There's this horrible virus that exists. And if you don't wear a mask, you're going to die. So you're out in the street yelling at people, screaming at people. So let me ask a question. When you scream at someone, isn't there more of, of your, whatever is in your mouth, your, your, your viruses, your bacteria, <laughs> whatever you're breathing, isn't there more of it coming out? You know what I mean? Like, do you have a little bit of common sense? And we know none of these masks stop viral uh, cells. They're too small. So what exactly are you doing besides literally working for the people that are oppressing us? Yeah, that's that's really mind-blowing how people cannot see through the deception and the manipulation. It, it's just mind-blowing. But from what you're uh, explaining, that from when, when the fear is already programmed, you're going to believe, right? right. If, if, if you've caught onto that fear... That's what you're going to see. You cannot see above. So it's it's really unfortunate and it's happening. And like I said, when I started, when you're, it's the assault has become normal to assault each other, right. to divide us. And we're being divided in so many ways, sexual orientation, racial so many. So I, I, we're so fragmented. It's, it's right. unbelievable. So you tell me, I'm going to tell you some things. Where I'm Jewish, but my father's from Iraq, which is an Arab country. My mother's from Tunisia, which is an African country. I am the culmination of everything that everyone hates. Jews are terrible. Arabs are terrible. Africans are terrible. So I always look at my kids and my kids are Irish. I always look at my kids and I said, you literally can't hate yourself because you're almost everything that exists on this world, according to the world. So I'm asking, what is it? How could you identify for me as a color? Somebody tells me they're black. I have seen so many tones. I've never seen a black person. I'll be honest with you. I've never seen a white person. I've seen many different tones of people, but I've never literally seen these colors. Sorry. (laughs) You can call me whatever you want. For me, I see who you are. Are you a good soul, a bad soul? Do you have good vibes, bad vibes? Are you hurting other people, not hurting other 
people. For me, that's when I want to drop the fear. Have you survived things that you thought you didn't survive? Yes. Have you thought you were going to die and you didn't? Yes. Do you know why you're here? Because there's a creator. Because we were created and our sole purpose is creation. If you get somewhere by stepping on someone, harming someone, or taking something from them, you are not creating anything but division. But if you look at somebody and say, my goodness, I see this beautiful soul and they have such potential. And there have been people like you and I have always met someone that you go, oh my gosh, so, so impressive. You talked to them for 10 minutes. You wish you never met them in your life. Then you have people like, oh my God, who's that? And then five minutes later, it's like, oh my God, I wish I, I wish I met you 20 years ago. You know, it's amazing what comes from inside of you. Are you truly using your mind, your soul? Because you should be fearless. You, you should want fearless. people to do what they want. Because that's the beauty of the world. And that's when you see the connection. You and I talking right now is a gift. It's a precious moment that should only feel like, wow, God is here. He's here. I, I didn't die. You know, all of us, we should have died a million times over. We should be dead. How does a child survive these crazy abuses? Because there's a God. And when people see we are looking and honoring people that have fake power, for instance, the billionaires of this world, the, the supermodels, the, the, the actors, the singers, what are they really doing? Uh, listen, if I like your songs, I think that's great. I think that's fabulous. I don't know who you are on a personal level, but if you're telling me what to do, I'm thinking you're getting paid to divide me and the people I live with. You're not in my neighbor. You're not part of my daily life. You may entertain me here and there, but that's the extent of what you are to me. Yeah. And I pray that you do something good, but I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to my neighbor that lives next door. I'm going to listen to my neighbor down the street. I'm going to listen to my you know, the people I meet on a daily basis, the clients I work with, I'm not going to listen to you. You have nothing to do with me. And so what I'm hearing from you is transcending, transcending identity politics. And I'm hearing you say, go beyond the color of the skin and really connect with the soul. Because we're not skin color. I don't know about you, but I'm physically related to people that are very, very dark and very, very light by blood. It really has nothing to do with the color of your skin. I won't identify as a color because I'm not. I looked at my kids. I said, one day we were comparing skin tones. Every single one of us are different. I said, I'm green. (laughs) I'm out tone. Like, what does that have to do with anything? How does that make me anything? It's the color of my skin. It's just the vehicle because I have a, you know, a Toyota or a Mercedes. What's the difference? It gets me from point A to B. How does that make me different than you? Right. And I had a theory before. Uh, remember before uh, races cannot inter, you know, cannot marry another race. And now they're interracial marriages, you know, black, white, 
Latino and uh, Filipino in my case, right? So there's a mix. And in my mind, and I really love it when that was happening, it's because there's, you know, the colors are disappearing. Right. We're becoming one. And yet now um, the word in the street is there's white privilege, there's white supremacist right. Right. and this and that. And how is it okay to oppress a white color? And how, how is that not racist? How can Coca-Cola say, be less white that's that's racism in itself and i don't know why people cannot see how idiotic that is i i, right. I don't get it but it goes beyond that you see what you're seeing is the first level it is racist right that's just the that's just the surface but what is it really saying you're less than other people you can't think well enough for yourself we're going to tell you what to think that's all they're saying. And you know what? Your neighbor, who cares about them? You know, it's interesting. If you, okay, so I'm Jewish. So I only read what's called the Torah and people call it the Old Testament. Okay. So if you hear the wisdom, okay, love thy neighbor. What does that mean? It means that I'm concerned about who lives next door to me. I'm concerned about the person down the street because I want, all of us to live in harmony, to live in peace. I want them to have, you know, when I was younger, it was nice. Everybody had their little business. Everybody lived well. Everybody had their little house. It was a nicer environment. You supported each other. If somebody had a problem, you would help them. You would give them what they needed. But that was from like keeping the neighborhood nice, clean, friendly, happy, you know, that's how it was. Today, it's, no, go kill your neighbor. Oh, my God, he's not wearing a mask. Put the, put the mask on. You're burning no. down people's streets. See, that's blind. Uh, it's not faith. It's just you're blindly following people and doing things. I guarantee you that five years ago, those same people would have never thought they would have done. And the sin is putting hate in the heart of people where they cannot think properly. They cannot be productive. Tell me a moment that you were productive when you were full of hate. No, it, it's really very hard on, I mean, my experience, it's, it's really hard. It's heavy and, and such. I, I don't know. I don't know if when someone is actually live, that is their emotional state is hate, 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 hate. What are they going to do? They're going to kill. They can right? do anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. They become terrorists and stuff. So what we're essentially doing is creating terrorists. Right. And, and when you tell, they're carrying out the mission of the people who are in power. They're literally working for their oppressors. And when you see, God forbid, women who wrap their children in bombs and let them blow up, do you think those women had one day in their lives they were happy? They were oppressed. They were beaten. They're not women who had a choice. They literally, in certain societies, can beat their women in public because it's fine. A woman gets raped, she gets killed. This is literally what people have programmed people to believe. But is that the people? Can you say, oh, Muslims do that? Uh, whatever. No, that's not what it is. It's the power that has taught their people how to destroy themselves. It is not 
the religion, it's really not. You could, you could lie all you want, but see, they're separating everybody. Oh my God, this person's a terrible person because they're Catholic. Oh my God, this person's a terrible person because they're white. No, no, go talk to your neighbor. Go see what's happening. Start, you know, that's the thing. If you divide us and you tell me this guy's terrible and I take your word for it, then I never get to build something with this person and they never get to live without the hate of a person they've never even met. But if you divide the people, you conquer the people. You know, that's how every, every different, you know, okay, black. They say when black America, and, and no one said it better than Martin Luther King Jr. He said they literally put in their minds that black is this dark, terrible thing. Who did that? Who did that? A government that wanted to divide the people. Who did that? A government that wanted to split the people apart, oppress people, because guess what? If you oppress a certain group of people, it's, it ends up another way to take money from taxpayers. They don't care if you're black or white. See, that's the interesting part. Abusers don't care, but they know how to use something in order to divide the people. Yeah. What are you they, really They know how to pawn us against each other. You know, they, they, they have this strength, like a puppeteer. They're controlling. And what's the, the bottom line? They're selling, look, like right now, they're selling this vaccine. Since when do you need a vaccine for something that is just as deadly as the flu? Oh, don't get me started on that. Oh. But it's not a vaccine. It's gene it's therapy. Mm-hmm. And what happened was in every study, every single animal died after using that gene therapy. Every one. Mm-hmm. Every okay? single so, so what people need to do is don't take my word for anything. Don't take the government's word for anything. I, I don't ever remember the government caring about their people. Go out and go do your own research. Start believing in God know that there's a creator and you can create whatever you wish and don't harass other people for just wanting to live freely because you know with hate in your heart there's not a day in your life that you're happy mm-hmm. and how can, how can people even research for themselves when there's so much censorship going on well see this is you know this is something that i was shocked how many people got on board when they censored Donald Trump? Because I said, you know, if you're shutting someone up, if I knew nothing about Donald Trump, the second someone shuts someone down, I know you're hiding something. Mm -hmm. Since when, please tell me in history, you could shut down the president of the United States of America. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's, incredibly insane but because they literally made you hate a man that was so sought after prior to being the president so praised for what he's done all his life and all of a sudden you hated him because he gained the office of presidency don't don't you even think gee why do i hate this guy oh i did (laughs) Right? That was that was a part of my my awakening. Is like 
I had to research him because I couldn't even bear to hear his voice. I, I couldn't. It's like um, because I was following certain um, spiritual mentors who are speaking against him. So I went along with it. Um, I voted for uh, his opponent back in 2016. And lo and behold, I even named my daughter after her. Oh, wow. and, and then I found out so many things. And I was like, I literally felt like I was melting. It's like, how did I not know this about that person? When I thought I could spot a person for their energy, right? It's like, how could I have been had? And then I'm... I'm hearing all this hate and such, and I had to heal my own hatred for Donald Trump because mm -hmm. it was not mine to begin with. It was someone else's programming in my brain. Right. And so I quizzed people, what do you love about Biden? Right. And all they could say was how, they, how much they hated Trump. Right. And unbelievable. And right. now, okay, he's gone. We don't have a scapegoat anymore, and yet this problem still exists. We need well, to our problem is much bigger now. Yeah, yeah, and and the 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 devil is just showing itself, right? It's out in the open, and mm -hmm. no one is stopping it. It's like what you said earlier is like uh, nothing came of it. You, you said mm -hmm. that from your own personal experience. You went to the legal uh, system and you said from your own personal existence, uh, uh, experience, nothing came of it. And now multiply that by billions of people and not just in America. It's This is a global abuse of power. Right. Well, you how see all over the world right now, how many people, how, you know, it's interesting because I deal with, a lot of people from the Philippines and from Malaysia and from Korea and China. It was very interesting when they literally took over Burma. At the same time, I know no one understood it, but our military took over the capital. You could lie to me all you want, but a fence was built overnight and the presence was all our military. Not saying our military is wrong. They used our military for their purposes. You understand? We literally had a hostile takeover. Think about it. You tell me, since when do you have to build a fence overnight with barbed wire and have only military presence at an inauguration of such a popular president? Why would it be such an, a hostile environment? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to me. Don't take my word for it. Just look at it. Show me where else that happened. It did happen in Burma. So somebody sent me a lot of the information. I started posting it. The military took over Burma and took out the, the elected officials at the same time. Why is it that this is happening all over the world? In Thailand, people were rising up against the government. Same timing. It's all happening. And how many people are awakening to these masks? And to, you know, the lockdowns that are harming our children and destroying them mentally. And that's the biggest thing you have to understand. Another thing I'll ask you, if you're mentally unstable and if you're, you're feeling down and you're so 
I mean, there has to be such a deep sadness within people that they can't even just walk outside. There's some people are so scared. What is your immune system going to look like? What type of response? But if you could walk outside and say, you know what? Every breath is a gift. God made me wake up. You know, there's something that we say every morning. You wake up in the morning and you thank God that you returned your soul into your body. And that you can wake up in the morning and you walk outside and you have to keep it in your mind. Every breath is a gift. This was a life that was given to me. This is a soul that God is taking care of. So that's why I said people can die of the common cold. Then someone is diagnosed with 24 hours to live. They live 20 years later. It happens, right? Yeah. So who's in control? So this fake power that you see when someone abuses someone, what are they really using? They're tapping into your energy. They're sapping it from you and using it for their own benefit. Mm -hmm. So what you have to understand and the beauty of this time is there's still this massive energy. And right now, if that energy is sadness for you, if it's hate for you, we're going to convert that energy. It's still that powerful. And we're going to flip it around. Yeah. Because you're going to have to realize God is in control. If you're still here, and it's almost two years later, you got to relax. And it's much better to live your life fully because you don't know when God's going to, to decide. That's mm -hmm. it. Now, I'm going to tell you something with the fake numbers that are going on. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Fauci announces, oh, the numbers are going down. Do you know why? Why? <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> it was never up anyway. It was all false Falsified right. numbers. It's all false information. But what was happening? Because that was another thing. I've been around for quite a few years. And I'm saying, what are all these testing centers? And why do they keep on testing? And you know how many of my friends said, I had an appointment. I didn't go, but I got a positive <laughs> result back. So many. So they were just handing out positives, positives. What they're doing now is they're saying, well, we're going to test you. If it comes out positive, we don't count that test. We're going to test you again. And if it's negative, you throw away the positive and the negative, you don't have it. That's, that's, that's what they're doing now? Yes. Yes. Well, I, I like that kind of test. Where, where are they doing? They're not doing that in Canada. I just posted today because my mother is in Canada. I haven't seen yeah. her for over a year since oh, wow. uh, Christmas of 2019. Um, she's in a nursing home and no one is allowed to uh, visit her. And she recently had the jab and uh, of course you know it's coincidental it's only coincidence it has no correlation that she was hospitalized right after the shot right no you know so now i uh, posted uh, today from canada that if you are if you go to canada and your results come back negative you're able to quarantine mandatory it'll be enforced you know, and if your tests come back positive, you'll be required to quarantine in designated camps. Oh. So either way, there's a 14 day that I could be with my mother if she was allowed visitors. <laughs> See how many oh. <laughs> um, obstacles there are. 
And it's just, um, you know, so on a very personal level, that is just not right. If you are told your mother um, is already going to transition very soon and prepare for an end of life, and then that parent is not allowed visitors, like, what's happening? (laughs) It's like mind-boggling to me. And I can hear many parts of me, you know, the, the one talking right now, you know, to raising her voice on crimes against humanity. There's the child inside of me just wants her mother safe. Right. That just wants to hug her mother. That just wants to comfort her mother during her last few days. And she's unable to. And she is pissed. And you should be. Because you know what? It's interesting how people are willing to accept it and how they're able to do it. Why? Because didn't your mother, she she bore you, she raised you, and what did she do for you? She wants to see her daughter, her grandchild. Mm-hmm. I personally, if I was, you know, a grandmother right now, the last thing I would want is someone to tell me, oh my gosh, no one can come near you because you're sick. But I worked all my life for my children and my grandchildren. That's what I'm living for. I guarantee you my lifespan will be much longer if I'm able to see my own children and grandchildren than you locking me in a room. And but I have brainwashed the grandchildren that it is love. It is a, a, an expression right. of affection for your grandmother not to see her because it's not safe for your grandma to see you. Right. How upside down. Well, you, right. You need a wise grandmother <laughs> to say, that's not what I'm living for. You know what I mean? Come right. and visit. Right. Because well, n- n- not if you're in a nursing home. Oh, right. Well, the truth is, I know because people who have tested positive for COVID and they lock them up, which I just had an experience with that and no one can go near them. They're like, it's like the Gestapo. You try to go and you're not allowed near them. And I said, I'm not scared of anything, but that you can't see them. That, that's, what, that's what makes you very uneasy. Why can't you see them if you want? So mm-hmm. thank goodness, eventually they took him out. And I, um, I just kept forcing him and telling, not forcing him. He kept forcing and, and saying, you know, I need this done and that done. And eventually, you know, she came out safely, but it was constantly being on top of them you you can't just because that's what they want you to just give up you know what I mean like oh I'm just gonna let you do what you want with her no (laughs) we're not yeah and and I don't know what's left of our constitution but it's in our our constitution that we have to be our own advocate for our own health you know honestly I feel like everyone should print the constitution and walk around with it and if anytime someone wants to violate it, which they're doing it all the time in this pretense of a state of emergency, say no. You can't take my rights away and you have no you have no power to enforce things that are actually legal, what you're doing against me. It is a crime against humanity. And you know, when you hear camps, especially don't tell that to someone who's Jewish, you're talking Nazism here. You're, you're talking, you are like literally putting people into camps for what? For the common cold. You know, a coronavirus, the common cold is just coronavirus. And I, and I want you to know also, talk to your own doctor. I have never heard a doctor 
go crazy over this coronavirus. I'm going to be honest with you. And the person who found the hydrochloroquine and the Zithromax and the zinc to be effective is near us. And he said right from the beginning, there's nothing to be afraid of. It works fine. Every single patient was fine at early detection. Mm -hmm. There is nothing to be scared of right from the beginning. They shut him down pretty quickly, right? Yeah. And there's vermectin. I mean, these mm -hmm. are treatments that are cheap as can be, mm -hmm. but they're still selling you this gene therapy. Mm -hmm. And now Mr. Gates is saying we need a third shot. And the reason why I'm telling you what it is, the gene therapy, what it does, it first strengthens you and then it breaks you down. And the first thing to get harmed is your, your lungs. It affects yeah. the lungs. So mm -hmm. it's literally what they said was happening with COVID, which would happen from this gene therapy. Great. And so it, yeah. it turns against you. So do your own research. Yes, there's research. And I know what you can't go into is you can't look to the media. They really are just commercials. You watch the news. It's a commercial. It's not news. It's a commercial. You watch any, you know, I, I don't even know why any actor would open their mouth during these times. Obviously, they're being paid well. A lot of them don't have jobs anymore. And I guess that's the way they get their money. But if you see these people talking, shut it off. You want to speak to your doctor. Even a child went to the doctor and they said, right now, this new strain that they're saying is no more uh, than the common cold. It's nothing to be scared of. But again, talk to your doctor. Speak to people you know. You know, it's run through the town. I hate to tell you, if it's as contagious as they say, everybody's been through it. You know what I mean? We, it, it's been around. Mm -hmm. But then there's now a new study that someone started studying the positive uh, cases and they say they find it to be influenza B. So you have to do your due diligence. Plus, what is science? It's observation. It's testing. What do you see? What do you feel? What's happening? You understand? And just for yourself, when you wear the mask, are you really breathing well? <laughs> right? I mean, think about it. And then you're going to start fighting with someone over a mask and you're screaming and you're yelling and you're just like exchanging more of the things that you didn't want to exchange to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. The level of ridiculous is unbelievable. And we have a few minutes left. So do you have any final words? And, and, and thank you so much for sharing yourself such depth such vulnerability and the parallel of the abuse of power that starts from the home and now we can see it on a global level right with our authorities who are no longer our leaders but are you know terrorists they're terrorizing us right any final words my final words is very simple first of all you have to be fearless you have to believe in a creator and that your purpose is to create. I know people think they should find a certain, uh, a certain um, vocation. It's not about that. It's your spirit being put into everything you do. Hmm. And as long as you connect to people truly from the bottom of your heart and your soul, you will find a lot more goodness and you will start easing the fear in you. 
because our disconnect is what's bringing the fear because you're only getting the message from outside, but you're not dealing with what's right in front of you. And that's what we need to do. Deal with what's right in front of you, what's going on right now, and build your immune system. Go outside, take in the sun, start speaking to your friends. If you're afraid, take it one step at a time, but stop closing yourself in and leave the children alone. I'm going to tell you another thing when it comes to kids and abuse, and this is something that I work with constantly, please, if a child says something, they're not lying. Children do not lie. They are dying for someone to help them, and they cannot help themselves. You must, must help them. And you know, there is an 800 number for child trafficking, which is the only thing that right now I would call if you feel there's abuse. I'm going to find the number, but there okay. is, it's for child trafficking, but it's the only thing I feel comfortable right now, but only because of everything that's going out, going on right now, it does concern me because of the switching of power now. And because now this is in the back door, it's no longer, you know, in front of our faces where people are actually acting upon helping children. But please, when children, you see something's wrong, you have to help them. They are the future. And the strength of our children and the free, clear mind of our children is the hope for the future. And no hate in your heart. Amen. And that's what we need to do. And to understand race, religion, all of that are just barriers and division used by power. It is not who we are. We are all sisters and brothers. And we are basically, our, our spirit is what will bring us to the next level. And do not fear. That is so beautifully said. Thank you so much, Isabella. Such a pleasure and honor for you to be here at Soul Power to the People. And that's exactly how you bring return the Soul Power to the People. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. And please always stay as wonderful as you are. We're so happy to. I, I can't do it, you know, without people like you who've been doing this work for much, much longer than me to actually anchor me up and support me. Um, I know that I'm in my path because of people like you. So thank you. Well, your soul is, believe me, it's, you, can, you can feel the depth and the experience and it's always growing. And you're amazing. That's all you need is the sincerity. <laughs> Thank you. So continue to connect and be fearless. And I pray that your mother will be fine yeah. and you can see her. She is bouncing back. And, and I got that Good. from her. She is fearless. She's got that strong fighting spirit. She's got that unwavering faith. And those are the qualities that I actually inherited from her. Yes. I, I wouldn't be this stubborn if, if not for her also. So. That's not stubborn, that's strength. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stubborn to my soul. Everyone else can F off. Uh, <laughs> I love you. Thank you. you Thanks everyone for joining us. <laughs> After the recording of this show, my mother passed away the next day. Thank you for listening and please offer prayers for her eternal rest. 
Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind, take back your voice, take back your soul, take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.